I'm going to tell you, you can rise above your circumstances. I don't care how tough they are. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You never have to be a victim. You're not a victim. You are the anointed of the Lord. You are the redeemed of God. Welcome to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire, author and founding senior pastor of the exciting Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Pastor Jeff is known for his heartfelt and practical proclamation of the scriptures. We are so glad you joined us today. So stay tuned as Pastor Jeff teaches, encourages, and challenges you from the Word of God. Be careful what bridges you burn, for you never know when you may need to cross them again. Hi, and welcome to Life Talk. I'm Jeff Wickwire, and thanks for joining us. Today we're continuing the series I'm calling The Unsung Heroes of the Bible. You know, I love the Bible for many reasons, one of them being it tells the hard, cold truth about the characters in it. Today we're going to learn about a man named Jephthah, who just happened to be the son of a prostitute. Because of his seedy background, the people in his community one day gave him the boot and told him to find another town to live in. But the day came when the very people who kicked him out needed him to fight on their behalf. Because you see, Jephthah just happened to be a really good warrior. Well, I don't want to give away too much, so let's go right to part two of the message, Jephthah, the original comeback kid. I want to be mighty in the things of God. Am I talking to anybody that feels that way today? Amen. Our country focuses so much on the physical. You got those abs. Are you built? Are you, have you lost weight? Are you looking good? Man, are you looking good? All I want to know is, are you looking good? But here's what God wants to know. How are you looking on the inside? Are you looking mighty on the inside? Are you walking with God on the inside? Are you walking in love, joy, and peace on the inside? Physical exercise is good for a few things, but godliness is good for all things. Going all the way into life eternal, the Bible says. I want to know, are you walking in victory in Jesus? Are you walking in victory over temptation? Are you a mighty man of God, a mighty woman of God? Let's get mighty in the things of the Spirit. And so Jephthah said, I'm not going to let what my stepmother said. I'm not going to let what my stepbrothers said. I'm not going to let them define me down. I am making a quality decision that I'm going to be mighty. I'm going to be mighty. And here's what he believed. We are the products of our own decisions, not our environment. You are today what you have decided to be. You are who you have allowed yourself to become. You are the sum total of the decisions you've made in life, and so am I. I am not the product of my environment. I am the product of my choices, and so are you. In a few weeks, I'm going to preach a high school graduation, and this is exactly what I'm going to tell them. You are not the product of a bad home. You are not the product of a good home. 
You are not the product of what people have done to you or for you. You are the product of your own choices. You are not a victim. You are not to be victimized by your environment, but you are the result of the choices you make, what you decide you're going to be. And that's good news because I can say to a critic, criticize me all day long, but you're not shaping me because I am going to become who I decide to be. It's my choice. Now, what I like about Jephthah is against all odds, he decided to become a warrior and a winner. He said, I don't care what they've said. I'm going to be a warrior and I'm going to be a winner. But he went one step further and he became a hero maker. Now, here we move into mentoring. Because the Bible tells us that as soon as he was kicked out and he went into the land of Tob, wherever that is, I don't think it's there anymore. It says soon he had a band of worthless rebels following him. These worthless men, what the Bible calls worthless men, saw a reject, saw a man kicked out of his own home, kicked out of his town, driven out, chased out. And they said, that's our kind of guy. But they didn't realize that something was operating in Jephthah's soul that was not operating in theirs at that point. Here was a man who said, though I have been kicked out, I believe that God has received me. And I'm going to become what God wants me to be, not what they've told me I am. And so these men, worthless rebels, it says, followed him, began to hang around with him, began to get around him and follow him into his different exploits. And it's important to understand that the word worthless here is from a Hebrew because the Old Testament was written in Hebrew. Worthless is translated from a word that really means empty. So we could change this verse and it goes like this, that soon he had a band of empty rebels following him. What does that mean? Empty pockets, empty souls. These were men who had empty souls began to follow him. And our world is full of people like that. Empty pockets because they have empty souls. They have nothing. They have none of the life of God. They don't know God. They're doing the best they can with what they've got but they're empty. Our streets are full of them. Homes are full of them. Your neighbors are that way. Your coworkers are that way. There are people all around you who are just like these men. Soon he had a band of worthless, empty-hearted rebels following him. And they began to hang around with him. And they went out with him not to rob and plunder and do things wrong, but by making excursions into the enemy's country and carrying off the enemy's treasure. Here's what that tells us about Jephthah. He took these men, not just himself, he didn't just say, I'm going to be a champion myself. I'm going to be an overcomer myself. I am going to be a warrior myself. But he said, not only that, I'm going to bring people with me. What God does in me, I'm going to give it to other people. You know, you can't give what you don't have, but you can certainly give what you do have. And when God does something in your life and in my life, I learned a long time ago, he doesn't just do it for me. He does it for the people he knows are in my orbit, and he intends for what he does in me to spill over into them. See, not only should we make it to heaven, we ought to have a line of people behind us who we persuaded to go there with us. Not only should we walk in the blessing of God, we ought to have a line of people behind us who we persuaded to come with us into the blessing of God. We need the blessing of God, and those that are around us need what God has done in us. Can I just get you to 
pull your head out of the sand and look around you. Who is in my life? And then think, what has God done in me? I'm going to share with them what God has done for me. I once was lost, but I can tell you now I'm found. I used to be all chained up in sin, but the Lord Jesus snapped those chains and set me free. And he can do the same thing for you. I used to be empty in my soul, but now I have been filled with the Holy Spirit and I want you to have the same thing. Give it away. You're contagious. Amen. Now, what I noticed is Jephthah taught them how to fight and how to defeat their enemies. They went into the enemy's country and carried off the enemy's treasure. He took this band of misfits and turned them into warriors just like him. Jephthah discipled them into greatness for the purpose of a great hour. See, none of these men, when they approached Jephthah the very first time, here they are, empty, worthless rebels walking around, no life, no meaning, no purpose, and they hang around with Jephthah. Here's a guy who has decided to become a champion. And they started hanging around with him. They had no idea that this was a key man. Think of it being Jesus. This was a key man. And he was called to an hour and to a work and to a purpose to set Israel free. And so when they got with him, they had no idea that in getting with him, He was going to train them to play a part in an amazing victory, an amazing move of God. Church, can I tell you, you are not here by mistake. Let me prophesy to you a little bit right now. God has his hand on you. He's got his hand on me. He's got his hand on us. You see this woman on the screen? She's just an example of what God is going to do all over the world. Together, we're going to slay some giants. Together we're going to see some people set free. Together, we're going to see the Lord glorified in the earth. Do you believe that? Do you really believe that? It's true. They could never have foreseen that the day would come that we're about to read about. So just keep that in mind. They had no idea what God was doing with them until the hour arrived. Here's where Jephthah reminds me of Jesus. I got to say this. He looks like Jesus in the way he got these men around him and made them into champions. Jesus gathered around himself 12 men. These 12 men were simple blue-collar workers who had only primarily known the trade of fishing. And Jesus said, follow me and I'm going to change your life. Follow me and I'm going to make you something you'd have never been without me. Follow me and I'm going to transform you. Instead of fishing for fish, you're going to fish for men. I'm going to let you shake the world. I've got my hand on you. You don't see what I see, but you need to believe that I see something you don't see. And can I tell you, church, when God looks at you and me right now, he doesn't see what we see in the mirror. God sees what we're going to be. He sees the way he's going to use us in the end times. He sees what we don't see. He sees that he's going to make us into something we would not have been. He's going to transform us and allow us to be a part of what he's doing. And that is exciting to me. Jephthah poured his life into these empty men who had no future, and he gave them a future. They had no dream. He gave them a dream. They had no self-respect. He gave them self-respect. He gave them a purpose, something to live for that was noble, and he became their leader. And here he is. He's plundering the enemy's camps. 
He's carrying off the enemy's treasure. All the while, his men are learning. These rebels, these empty-hearted, what the Bible says, worthless rebels, they're watching, they're learning, they're following. They have no idea the hour they're headed for. And as time passed, Jephthah's reputation as a warrior and a leader grew. And as God would have it, his military exploits ultimately caught the attention of the very people he had been rejected by. I love God's sense of humor. Because you see, Israel was still under the threat of the Ammonites, and they still had no champion who could lead them in victory against the Ammonites. And one of those great ironies of life, they breathed deep, and they said, we've got to do it. And they came crawling back to the very man they had spurned. Listen to what the Bible says about it. About this time when the Ammonites were attacking Israel, the elders of Gilead sent for Jephthah. The elders said, come and be our commander. Help us fight the Ammonites. I can just hear Jephthah. Say what? Say what? The irony of this was not lost on Jephthah. In verse 7, it says, Jephthah said to them, wait a minute, wait a minute. Aren't you the ones who hated me? I can just see him kind of digging this, kind of liking this, because some time has gone by. He's great now. He's a champion now. He's a winner now. And they're all oppressed. He says, aren't you the ones that hated me? And aren't you the ones that drove me out of my father's house? Aren't you the ones that called me the son of a prostitute? Why do you come to me now when you're in trouble? There's a lesson here. Be careful who you kick out. You may need them in a big way later. The Gileadites were forced to eat a big hot steaming bowl, not of wolf brand chili, but warm crow. <laughs> Having kicked him out, they're now begging him to return. All the ways of God, the wisdom of God, the purposes of God, the ways of God. Jephthah agreed to their request on one condition. I'll do it if you make me your ruler, make me your king. I'll deliver you. They said, you got it. So soon God gave Jephthah victory over the Ammonites. The Bible says, gives us a key as to how this man did what he did all through his life. It says at that time, when he got his men together, the former misfits, now a great army, he gathers them together and says, let's go get the Ammonites. And at that time, the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jephthah. That tells me how this man overcame all the circumstances, all the negatives, all the rejection, all the pain. He did it not by might. He did it not by power. He did it by the Spirit of the Lord. Church, let me tell you something. No greater gift has ever been given to the church than the Spirit of the living God. Because the Spirit of the Lord on him, the Spirit of the Lord was on him. And the Spirit of the Lord is what made him great. The Bible says, I can do all things. How? Through Christ, who strengthens me. Now the Bible goes on to tell of Jephthah's victory. He went throughout the land of Gilead and throughout the land of Manasseh. And from there, he led an army against the Ammonites. So Jephthah led his army against the Ammonites and the Lord. Now listen to this. The Lord gave him the victory, not himself, not his own strength, not his own brains, not his own IQ. The Lord, by the Spirit of the Lord, gave him the victory. Now I want to draw two great lessons from his life as we close today. 
Here's the first one, very, very important. The world's rejection does not mean God's rejection. The way people do you, you should not extrapolate that into, this is God doing this to me. If the world rejects you, let me tell you about God. God has received you. God loves you. And if the world puts you out, it can be a mom, it can be a dad, it can be a brother, a sister, a dear friend. Life contains rejection because we live in a fallen world. Relationships fall apart. We do not act like God. We act like fleshly people. So we're going to experience rejection, being turned aside, being betrayed sometimes. And don't say, well, because they did that, it must be God, even if it's the church, because the church can reject you and the church can be dead wrong. There are people all over this city today, not in church because they got hurt in church. But you should not say, well, the church hurt me, so God hurt me. No, if the church does wrong, God didn't do it. God only does what is right and good. And Jephthah, Jephthah had to decide, am I going to believe that what my mom did and my brothers did, am I going to believe that that was an expression of God towards me? And he said, I don't believe it. I believe that God has something for me that was not communicated through them. God has a call on me. He's called me to be a champion. Church, God's got a call on you. He hadn't called you to be a victim. He hasn't called you to be beat down by circumstances. He hasn't called you to be marginalized. He has called you to be a winner. He has called you to be a warrior. He has called you to be more than a conqueror through him who loves you. God has a purpose for you and for me. So Jephthah decided what they did was not an expression of God's heart towards me. As a matter of fact, can I tell you that God loves raising up people who are rejected by others? The Bible says, Christian brothers, think who you were when the Lord called you. Not many of you were wise, not many powerful, not many born into families of leaders of a country, but God has chosen, listen to what he says now, what the world calls foolish to shame the wise. He has chosen what the world calls weak to shame what is strong. He has chosen what is hated and what is unknown to destroy the things the world trusts in. Do you hear those words, those adjectives, the foolish, the weak, the hated, and the unknown. God loves putting his hand on people like that, just like Jephthah, just like you, just like me, and raising us up so that nobody can take glory for what God does. We may come from a very difficult and painful past. Some of you in here today were abused. You were treated badly. You were damaged in your soul. You were hurt. You went through things that nobody should have to go through. Some of you. Some of you have been rejected by your family. Some of you can't communicate with members of your own family. Some of you were turned aside by friends. Some of you were rejected by spiritual leadership somewhere along the way. But God has a way. I love God's way. He says, when they put you out, I bring you in. When they walk out, I walk in. When somebody does you wrong, I'm going to scoop you up in my hands and I'm going to bring healing to you. Listen, Satan never 
trumps God. Never. If you're a child of God and you've been hurt, hang on, trust him, get into the word, stay in prayer, stay in church, stay in fellowship, because although there's been weeping for a night, joy is going to come in the morning because Jesus was anointed to bind up the broken in heart and to heal the one that is bruised. No matter how you've been treated by others, God loves you. Secondly, we can rise above our circumstances. I'm going to tell you, you can rise above your circumstances. I don't care how tough they are. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. We are not to be victims of circumstances. We are products of our own personal choices. You never have to be a victim. You're not a victim. You are the anointed of the Lord. You are the redeemed of God. The Bible says that you are more than a conqueror through him who loved you. The Bible says that you are the Lord's. You are the apple of his eye. You are not a victim. You are a winner because a winner lives in you. You can let negative circumstances shape you or you can receive what God says about you. Be very careful what or who you allow to define you. Some of you have been defined by failure. You failed and you have let that failure define you. And you will not move forward in all that God has for you because you say to yourself, I failed and I failed big. And so I'm not going to go on with full confidence because of what I did in the past. You can let mistakes define you. You can let what people have said about you define you. But Jephthah did not do that. Jephthah said, yeah, my mama, she rejected me. Yeah, my brothers, they rejected me, but my God accepted me. And I'm not going to let what they said, son of a hooker, son of a prostitute, that's not who I am. I am a champion. I am a winner. I am a warrior. And I am going to be used by God. And so God laid his hand on him and he became the deliverer of an entire tribe of Israel because he refused to receive the defining of the world. Whose report will you believe today about you? Your critics or your savior? Your circumstances or your Christ? The word of others or the word of God? I encourage you, look up and let the Lord be the one who defines you. Well, this story of Jephthah brings something back to me I learned in my walk with the Lord. Be careful what bridges you burn, for you may need to cross them again. The people of Gilead sure learned this lesson when they had to eat warm crow by asking the very man they'd kicked out of their town to help save them. And I want to thank you again for making Life Talk a part of your day. We receive so many gracious emails, letters, and texts from thankful listeners like this one from Indiana. Good afternoon, Pastor Wickwire. I have the pleasure of listening to you almost daily. I thoroughly enjoy listening to your sermons. One day I hope I can attend your church when I'm out visiting my sister in Dallas. God bless you. Well, thank you from Indiana. And you know, it's feedback like this that makes our day. Why not tell a friend about our program and spread the word that the word can be heard on Life Talk. And join me again next time as we continue our series on the unsung heroes of the Bible, with a look at an old man with an ageless dream. Until then, may God bless you richly is my prayer.
Hi, this is Jeff Wickwire, the host of Life Talk Radio, and I've got some exciting news for you. It's been in my heart for quite some time to see our Turning Point worship team produce their own Christ-exalting music. And you know what? It's finally happened. TPC Worship's debut album, Mercy Triumphs, is available right now on iTunes and Amazon, or you can visit tpcfamily.org forward slash worship to get your copy today. That's tpcfamily.org forward slash worship and get your copy, and I know it's going to be a blessing to you. Jephthah, the original Comeback Kid, is the sixth message of Pastor Jeff's series, The Unsung Heroes of the Bible. You can own a copy of this 10-CD set for just $50 plus shipping. Log on to lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. Get your copy of today's message for just $5 or purchase the entire series, The Unsung Heroes of the Bible, for only $50 plus shipping. By logging on to lifetalkradio.us or calling us toll-free at 877-884-3111 for more information. You've been listening to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire. To find out more about Dr. Wickwire's ministry and Turning Point Church, visit us at lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. That's 877-884-3111. And as a reminder, Life Talk is a listener-supported ministry. We exist to bring God's Word to thousands of people in your area on this great station. So your prayers and financial support go a long way in helping us with this endeavor. Please prayerfully consider helping us. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to meeting with you once again on our next Life Talk broadcast. Oh,